99 Jams Community Matters. We are starting off the show. Happy Sunday, everybody. Your girl, Super Cindy. And we are talking about teeth and a beautiful smile. Representing giving beautiful smiles is Dr. Amira Ogunleye. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. How are you? Or Dr. A. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Kayvon Webster of the New Orleans Saints. Good morning, Kayvon. Good morning. How are you guys feeling on this Sunday? Feeling oh, well. Amazing. <laughs> Blessed. I am so honored and happy to have you guys here because you guys are doing something so amazing in the community and we got to spread the word. But first, I want to get to know a little bit about the both of you. So, Kayvon, first I'll say, what position do you play for the New Orleans Saints? I play cornerback, defensive And back. my second question is, can you please go to the Dolphins? We need help. Uh, <laughs> we suck! Come, Kayvon, come! <laughs> maybe at the end of the career. <laughs> oh, you see what he said? <laughs> at the end of the career when your knees are hurting you and uh, you come play for the Dolphins. We always get everybody at the end of their career. And Dr. A, good morning. So you're my dentist. So how did you get into dentistry? So um, I came from a really strict household, mm-hmm. and we had basically a couple options, be a doctor or a dentist. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, um, smiles fascinated me. And I, I just thank God because I seriously love what I do. And a mm-hmm. lot of people can't say that, but everyone who knows me, my patients know I love it. I think like w- when I was telling you earlier is that I can't see I'm going to the dentist, but I like going to your office. But I can't see I'm going to the dentist, but was the process is the horrible part. It's the after. After that, you're like, oh, my teeth look so good. I love this. Yeah, well, you know, people also want instant gratification these days. So, yeah. it, so I think it's actually pushing people more to go to the dentist because back back before, you know, it was kind of like, eh, the dentist, yeah. everyone hates it. Um, but we're really trying to change that stigma, honestly, and just kind of make it a little bit more fun and comfortable and enjoyable for people. And you know what? The, the dentist doesn't hurt as bad as I remember it hurting. Like, now when I get things done, I'm like, that didn't really hurt. Well, when you, when you know better, you do better. So Hello. thank God for technology. And okay. uh, just just education, continuing education, and now um, things are just a lot more comfortable for people. So we're thankful for that. People don't hate us as much. <laughs> we're like, I like my dentist. <laughs> and Dr. A, another question that I've always wanted to ask a dentist, but I've never been close to a dentist, so now I'm going to take advantage and ask you. You're a mom, right? Yes. How early does a parent start teaching their children? Like, do your how old are your children? So I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Do they floss? <laughs> <laughs> they, do not, they do not floss. And brushing their teeth is like pulling teeth for them. Um, so people don't really know this, but they once you your child or your baby, most most babies get teeth at six months old, and they say from that time, they're actually supposed to be brought to a pedodontist, mm. which is a dentist who specializes in children. Okay. And so, obviously, my kids have me for a mom, so yes. we didn't do that, but mm. as soon as you see teeth, you start brushing them. And obviously, there's children, baby toothbrushes like that are softer. Like the little thing you put on the finger that you, you rub can in start, their mouth? Yes, you start with that, and then as they get a little bit older, you, you do actually brush. Now, my daughter is golden child. She loves brushing her teeth. Aww. My son, I have to force his mouth force a little him. bit to do it. But yes, you do start right away. And how early should someone start flossing? Because I am not a flosser, and that's what I get in trouble for all the time. How early does someone start flossing? So honestly, once kids have you know good manual dexterity so mm-hmm. that they can use their hands, we try to teach them flossing. But that's why it's so imperative to bring children to dental checkups every six months because the average child is not flossing. 
flossing. Yeah. And that checkup is where we really get in there and we're flossing for them. We're getting them proper dental cleanings. And um, we're doing the things that at home they can't do or even their parents might not have the knowledge to do. Okay. And Kayvon, how did you get into the NFL? Like, are you from South Florida? Like, what is your journey? Yeah, I'm from Miami, uh, Opelika. Okay. Florida. I just had the mayor of Opelika. Really? Hey. Oh, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm from uh, Bunch Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Little League there. I went to Monsignor Pace. Okay. Uh, I went to South Florida for college. I uh, got drafted to the Broncos, and mm-hmm. that's how I got to the NFL. And how did, okay, so let's talk about the event that we're having. So congratulations on your event. It's all going down Saturday, July 13th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's called Giving Beautiful Smiles. What exactly is the event, Giving Beautiful Smiles? So what we're doing is Kayvon um, basically reached out and said that he really wanted to give back um, to his community and knew that often dental health care to children, especially in underprivileged communities, was not something that was you know, very easily accessible to them. And it was really heavy on his heart. And just so how you would have it, how God works, is that this is an event that our office does every year. And we team up with different people. And in this case, with Kayvon, who really wanted to reach out to his community. And what we do is we do free dental screenings. We mm. do free cleanings for the kids. And that's kind of on my end. And Kayvon's part is that no one, like you said, loves to come to the dentist. So they make it fun. You know, yeah. the, the the kids get to come. They meet some NFL guys. They take pictures. They do autographs. Um, there's so much going on. Kayvon can talk about some of the other things. And then we, at the same time, are making sure that they don't have any serious um, issues. If, if parents bring their kids out and let's say we find something that's imperative to treat, we'll let the parents know and we'll schedule it at a further date. That's so awesome because a lot of parents, when you think about it, really don't take their kids to the dentist because they feel like they can't afford it and et cetera, et cetera. So, like, what are some of the important reasons why? a parent should make it imperative the same way they take their kids to a doctor to take them to a dentist? So the reason um, my sister, uh, who's my partner, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rania Baker and I, the reason we even started uh, wanting to do this years ago was there was a young child in Washington, D.C. I'll never forget his name, Diamante Driver. And he had a dental infection and his mother apparently could not afford the treatment. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't well educated or made aware of the severity. And that infection um, sadly spread into his brain and the young child died. Mm. And when you hear a story like that, it really just resonates with you, um, especially now that I am a mother, but even before then. So Mm. it makes you realize that the average person um, just doesn't even know. I know if I wasn't a dentist, I probably wouldn't know. You assume, okay, bad tooth, it falls out. We get it pulled. You don't realize that these things can really affect your whole system in your body. Spread, because it's your gums and your Your bloodstream, mm. your heart, your brain, your sinus. And so um, that's why it's so important imperative for parents to bring their kids for dental checkups. And that's why for Kayvon, this was so heavy for him because he felt like he grew up in a community and he knows that there's people around that just don't have access to that. Yeah. So I just think that it's really awesome um, for someone who's not even in the dental world to feel this heavy about it and really want to do something like this. So Kayvon, <laughs> discuss your involvement with Getting Beautiful Smiles. Uh, so I, I originally, um, I wanted my, my thing with my foundation and we try to do uh, different things that can impact the community. And what's the I name think, of your foundation? Uh, k Webster's Game Changer. Okay. Uh, so so with the foundation, you know, everybody does a football camp and it's like yeah. a one-day type thing. That's not really like leaving like an, an impact. impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really, I wouldn't say it's not really leaving an impact because I was impacted by uh, Mike McKenzie hey, years Mike. ago hey. with the uh, football camp. 
Yeah. Um, so the 34 I always, Ways. Yeah, so I always wanted to do, I always wanted to see myself doing football camp, mm-hmm. which this is my seventh year in the NFL. This is my sixth football camp coming up on Friday. Okay, so I thought of uh, other ways where I can impact the community that can leave an impression on kids. Um, to come and you know I had a partnership with Microsoft so we took some kids to mm-hmm. learn about computer coding and learning how to make computers Important. and I felt like that was a good impact so I thought about uh, another way that I can impact mm-hmm. kids was the dental like I'm real big on teeth uh, <laughs> smiles on my teeth. you know uh-huh. I had braces growing up you mm-hmm. know I couldn't my mom couldn't really afford to get them fixed when they was uh, yeah. broken so eventually when they came off and I, I thought like nobody never done this before me when I was growing up mm-hmm. so you know I'm in a position to use my platform to get in contact to help others, you know, get beautiful smiles. And, you know, Dr. A teamed <laughs> up with me. And um, they was doing this event. And I'm just very thankful that I could use my platform to help others. That's so awesome that you're actually using your platform because a lot of athletes use their platform for athletic things. And that's exactly what you're saying, that you wanted to spread, you know, your wings of giving back mm-hmm. in different forms. And pe- a lot of people don't think about how important a smile is. Like, you are judged by your smile a lot of oh. the time. 100%. They so, did they did a survey and mm-hmm. they said they asked like men what is like just this is just a side note I know we're doing a children's event but yeah. while we're on the dental topic they asked men like what's the first thing they noticed and the highest percentage was they said a woman's smile but then mm. they went through to see how much women spend on hair nails they dental, don't spend much on teeth and they don't care about their teeth, about their teeth. <laughs> and it was teeth. just so That's the first thing you see though is teeth it's teeth yeah. like, people notice the smile but you know so and I think now it's I think it's a little different I definitely think that dentistry even cosmetic dentistry like it's becoming a little bit more popular yeah and so people are focusing more on it for both the health reasons and the cosmetic reasons you know what i wanted to know like when people are putting these what are they called veneers or the fake <laughs> teeth in their mouth yes, the veneers. i don't want to put you on the spot doctor no, I'm so no, sorry, okay, but now I'm, that I'm, you brought them I'm up just la- i'm laughing because i saw i saw you know how the, in, the, the internet is never uh defeated and mm-hmm. someone put, put these new teethy celebrities are getting they don't come in uh medium huh <laughs> oh, yeah. i like di- i died no like, but like are they putting those things over their teeth or, or like where's so, their real teeth okay they saw them down so, they saw the teeth, they so saw the teeth down we don't saw but so what a veneer is is it's similar to when a woman gets like acrylic on her nails oh, so okay. we have to reduce a very minimal amount of tooth structure from mm-hmm. the front part of the tooth mm-hmm. and then we cement a porcelain think of it like a laminate oh, to the front of the tooth in some cases you don't have to reduce anything on the tooth but mm-hmm. most cases you would and then it's cemented so their tooth is there oh, underneath okay. can they ever take those veneers out that's it there's the teeth till the day they die well they can get new veneers which our office does a lot lot of remake veneers um why do they get them so big like you, isn't it look, look at Kenyon's like, like listen oh, I, 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 no not on my not on my instagram page not we on don't, our not, patience no, not today no we don't do that but unfortunately um that happens a lot and i just think that it has to do with it's like anything else i always say dentistry is an art like mm-hmm. it's artistic it's an eye some people really have it and there's so many facets to dentistry some people are really great at other things in dentistry root canals surgery yeah. um and maybe they should avoid a little bit more of that that side but, <laughs> of the chiclet game yeah exactly <laughs> Big <old> so <laughs> um anyone who's looking to do any type of cosmetic dentistry work you should really do your research make sure that that person has some receipts to show you mm-hmm. some before and after pictures just um before you invest your time your money and your mouth in the wrong hands so let's give out the information again for giving beautiful smiles and i want to thank the both of you because you don't have to do this and giving back is not something you 
have to do. So when I meet people such as yourself giving back because that's what's in your heart, it's it's amazing. And nowadays, it's not something that's normal. You know what I mean? So we appreciate it. So Giving Beautiful Smiles is happening Saturday, July 13th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And is it happening at your Beautiful Smiles dental office? Yes, it is. And it's okay. happening at our North Miami location. If mm-hmm. you go to our Instagram, which mm-hmm. is Beautiful Smiles FL, um, we have the link where you can um, go ahead and register for the event. But all of our information is there if you want to call the office. And Kayvon, you know the actual link as well, right? Yes, the link is kwbeautifulsmiles.eventbrite.com. Okay. And where can they follow your personal pages? We want to be nosy. What's up with your, <laughs> your lives? Where can they follow you My page. My page is my name is okay. at K-A-Y-V-O-N. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, just Kayvon. Yeah, just oh, you K-Von. fancy. Go ahead. Okay. That's the original Kayvon. Right. And um, you can follow our Beautiful Smiles at mm-hmm. Beautiful Smiles FL. And if you want to follow me personally, it's at Dr. Amira Ogunleya. Um, thank my Nigerian husband for that. <laughs> hey, Wale! <laughs> that last name. <laughs> so I want to thank the both of you. Remember, supporting the ages of the kids is... Is 5 to 13. Okay, so if you you have a child, 5 to 13, Saturday, July 13th in North Miami, go to, again, the IG? Yes, Beautiful, Beautiful Smiles, Smiles FL. FL. Bring bring your kids. Um, come and register. Call the office. Go on our website. Go on Kayvon's Instagram. Go on mine. However way you get there, just come. It's in North Miami. You can Google us, Beautiful Smiles. Um, you can reach from Kayvon's uh, foundation. Just bring your children. We want to love on them. We want to get their teeth clean. We want to check on them. We want to um, make this fun. And we're really looking forward to seeing you. All right. So I want to thank you guys for coming through. Coming up next, we got the ladies from the Diaper Bank. And representing them is their executive director, Gabby. Good morning, Gabby. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us today. We're so excited to be here with you. And I'm so excited to let the whole world know about the Miami Diaper Bank. What exactly, briefly, is the Miami Diaper Bank? So we actually collect and distribute diapers. Mm -hmm. um, And we serve low-income families, homeless shelters, and foster kids Mm -hmm. in six South Florida. County. So right now our main focus is Miami-Dade and Broward, but we also serve Monroe, uh, Palm Beach, Collier, and Lee as well. Shelters are is our our main partner. So we have about 17 in Miami. We have about uh, five or six in Broward. Mm-hmm. Um, so all kinds of shelters, homeless shelters, foster care shelters, and like you said, diapers are such a help because yeah, if not, they so can't really expensive. enjoy the holiday, right? Exactly, and they're expensive. So how did the Miami the Miami Diaper Bank come about? Like so it actually started back in 2013, mm-hmm. and it was a bat mitzvah project for a 13-year-old boy at the wow. time. He heard about uh, the diaper need happening in our country mm-hmm. uh, through an NPR story in Washington, so he decided to collect the diapers. So once he collected, he thought that there was already a diaper bank, so he was going to donate to, to what was supposed to be mm-hmm. the diaper bank, um, mm-hmm. and he realized that there was none, so him Whoa. and his dad decided to start to start it and since then we've been able to donate um, a little bit over 1.9 million diapers uh, serving all of South Florida so it's a basic necessity for a baby we always say um, you know they need shelter they need food and they need diapers obviously besides love Um, so it's one of the basic necessities that we like to help families get out of poverty and get out of that cycle how did you Gabby like where are you originally from are you from South Florida I'm actually Venezuelan but Mm -hmm. I lived in Florida for 
18 plus years. So okay. I like to think You're myself a as yes, I like <laughs> to think myself as one. Um, but I actually started with them. Uh, I have a four year old now, but mm-hmm. I started volunteering with the Miami Diaper Bank when he was six months, doing mm-hmm. their marketing and stuff like that. And it grew so much that I'm now their executive director. And as a food stamp and WIC mom, I know there's no government assistance for diapers. Yeah. So that's where we step in to help the families um, because I'm not sure if you know, if your listeners know, mm-hmm. but if you don't have enough diapers to send your kids to daycares, then they you lose a day of work or school. So it's even harder for families to get out of the poverty cycle. And these are things that you're mentioning because obviously I'm not a mom, so or I would probably know these few things, <laughs> but people really don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? How yeah. important diapers are. Like, WIC is important because it helps feed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, housing is important because it's shelter. But then there's no programs for, for, diapers. for diapers. Yeah, and usually a family will spend anywhere um, between 13 to 14% of their budget on diapers alone for one baby. So on average, um, you will spend about 80 to $100 a month for one baby. And wow. that's saying that they have sufficient diapers, um, which we like to average between 8 and 10 diapers a day that the baby goes to. And, and it's really sad because I've seen before di- um, babies with diapers that are so soiled and heavy. Yeah. And like you can't judge the parent because you don't know what well, that parent going is through. going through. It's probably their last diaper or their two away from being their last. So they're yeah. like, I can't just change with a little pee in it. Or, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. We've, we've had those stories, unfortunately, that we've had families kind of ha- have to wash the disposable diapers and put them mm. back on. So that's why we're here to speak for the babies and help them stay clean, dry, and healthy as oh, long so as we awesome. possibly can. Where is the Miami um, Diaper Bank based out of? So we have our shared offices with our president out mm. of 47th and Biscayne. Yes. We, um, and then we have an in-kind warehouse where we receive large donations. Um, but we're usually really on the road picking up diapers and doing drop-offs the same day. So when we say we've donated 1.9 million diapers, they're already out in the community. They're it's not, not in something, a warehouse sitting no, there. Sitting there. <laughs> and um, so we have actually a new campaign, which is a 2 million diaper challenge. Mm-hmm. And we want to reach the 2 million diapers donated by September 28th. So we encourage the community to take part in that and help us out as much as possible. What are the different ways that you guys raise funds or raise diapers throughout the year? So our main uh, source of funding is really through individual donors. So mm-hmm. individual families that like to help, mm-hmm. um, and really just any corporate individual person. Um, we also get funding through a special grants that we receive. Our first grant through the Children's Trust was mm-hmm. amazing. It's allowing us to keep growing, um, as well as diaper drives. So diaper drives are huge. We're still very small, very grassroots organization. So mm-hmm. diaper drives really make sure that we can consistently on a monthly basis donate diapers to kids. So if anyone is listening and would like to host a diaper drive, they can email us or contact us through our website, MiamiDiaperBank.com, and we can help them set up the diaper drive. So we give them everything that they need to make sure that their drive is as successful as we can possibly make it. How do you, how are the diapers distributed? Like who decides this shelter, not that one, this one? Like how do you decide? Because everybody needs Yeah. Diapers. So we have 30 active uh, community partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like on a rotating basis. We're, we're actually not a direct service agency, so okay. we don't help families directly. Okay. We help the shelters and mm-hmm. organizations because we can reach more kids that way. Yeah. Um, so we kind of go based on what the shelter needs. So if we have sizes one and two, then we'll reach out to the shelters and ask them, hey, by the way, we have this size. Would you be able to take them? Um, and then we try to do just one big donation for every single shelter that we have um, uh, throughout the year. 
at least at least one really big one and then smaller ones here and there depending on the drives that are happening in our community. Do the shelters ever reach out to you like, hey, we need supplies, we yes. need diapers? Yes, we actually get a couple of emails here and there asking us specifically for sizes mm-hmm. or in some cases we do accept all kinds of baby gear as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you have anything that a five-year-old and under would need like clothes, um, diaper cream wipes, mm-hmm. we usually accept them and we can donate to the shelters in your behalf. So we we try to address those depending on what we have in stock. Like I said, we have an in-kind warehouse, so we don't have anything, uh, we don't hold anything. Mm-hmm. So usually when we get this request, we either um, wait on a diaper drive to end or we purchase the diapers directly because every donation that, any every monetary donation that is made um, goes the extra mile because we get a really big discounted price on diapers. So we get them for 13 cents. When you go to Publix mm-hmm. or Walmart, the national average is between 27 and 30 cents. So in most cases, we can double and even triple a monetary donation that we receive. Oh, that's mm-hmm. super awesome. Has there ever been a time that someone has reached out? Like, what is what is the Miami Diaper Bank's point of, oh my God, we're in a diaper drought? Like, do you always have diapers to distribute? When do you know, okay, we're running low, time to... <laughs> Let's knock on wood. We <laughs> haven't. We have yet. <laughs> we have yet to reach that point. We, we always try to have at least one ongoing diaper drive um, per month, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have not reached that milestone, if you oh, want to call it. That, um, we don't want to reach it. <laughs> we don't want to reach it. Um, but we always have funding available. And be- because we all have such a great um, partnership with our donors, and even we're part of two different national networks, so okay. they always help us if we are in really in, in dire need. need. Yeah. But we can always purchase diapers and drop ship directly at the shelters, the sizes that they need specifically. You know, I was just thinking as you were speaking to me that, you know, this is an ongoing thing, 365 yes. days a year, because babies don't take days off nope. of using the restroom. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's constant. Yeah, it's um, so a baby, one baby in a year with an average of like eight diapers, mm-hmm. they would go close to 3,000 diapers wow. in a year. Um, and that's not counting sick days. Obviously, they go through even more than um but yeah, it's a lot of diapers. Yes. If you've wow. changed diapers before, if you have little nieces and of nephews, course, yeah. you know, it's it's already a hassle to it, it deal like with them. It always seems like you put a new diaper on and then they poop. I'm like, yeah. why did you just, you know what? <laughs> like seconds later till like they're waiting for That's that clean diaper. Clean diaper to yes, dirty it. <laughs> yes, yes. So when, if someone is listening and they want to volunteer, like how do you guys distribute? Like is it volunteers helping or yes. do so, you have a staff? So we are, currently only two full staff members currently Mm -hmm. so uh, like I mentioned we are a small grassroots organization so we depend all of most of like 90% of our work depends on volunteers Mm -hmm. so if anyone listening would like to volunteer just reach out to our website uh, miamidiaperbank.com slash volunteer Mm -hmm. and they can actually sign up for what they want to they can help us with admin work they can help us with social media they can help us with distribution hosting diaper drives um, even coming out to events with us and help us spread the word awareness for us is a really really big deal because if people don't know about the issue they can't 
can't help us solve it. So, um, and we always like to say we're here to speak for the babies mm-hmm. because they can't speak. So if if we don't speak for them, no one really will. So uh, volunteers of all ages, um, ten and up. We prefer we can allow younger um, mm-hmm. younger kids to come um, for like diaper sorting and counting and stuff like that to like help them with numbers. Um, but we also give students volunteer hours as Hello. well. So yeah. we get those all the time and they're amazing. Um, other ways that they can help, I, I believe I mentioned the diaper drives. We have the 2 million diaper campaign right now that it's hopefully going to reach it and yeah, surpass let's speak, it. Let's speak about that. So what exactly is the 2 million diaper drive? I know it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> 2 million. We can do it. So we've donated 1.9 million diapers mm-hmm. and we want to hit 2 million diapers by September 28th, okay. which is actually the one of the second to last day before National Diaper Need Awareness Week. Oh, wow. So we do all kinds of events during the week to bring awareness to the need and we want to be able to reach the 2 million diaper mark um, just because we know there's a huge population. There's over 125,000 families in mm-hmm. South Florida mm-hmm. that are living under the poverty line. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that these babies stay clean, dry, and healthy for as long as possible. Where can they drop off diapers? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so we have locations in Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach currently. Mm-hmm. Miami, we have about 13. Broward, oh, we have awesome. three. And Palm Beach, we have three as well. We are currently working with the Nicholas Children's Hospital. Oh. They have 16 locations for us mm-hmm. uh, until August 31st. But if none of those locations work, please feel free to email us and we'll schedule a pickup for you because we know that every single diaper counts. Open packages, we accept. We accept new packages. You can uh, purchase diaper directly through our Amazon wish list as well. That's just making donations and collecting diapers for us. With this 2 million diapers, we want to uh, focus on a back-to-school drive mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in August because we, if like I mentioned, if kids don't have enough diapers to go to school, then the mom misses out, essentially. Yeah. So a back-to-school necessity for babies is diapers. So we want to make sure that every single person, if they can, they add a pack of diapers to their uh, school supply list. And that would be amazing. Yes. (laughs) Where can people go to get more information? Yes. So our website is MiamiDiaperBank.com. Our Facebook, the same, Miami Diaper Bank. Our Instagram, it's the same, Miami Diaper Bank. Social media is the best way to keep up to date. We're always posting videos and events happening and different ways that you can help us. Um, But you can always feel free to give us a call and that phone number is 305-926-3815. Our email is info, I-N-F-O, at MiamiDiaperBank.com. We'll All right, let's happen. show some love to the Miami Diaper Bank. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.